I'm Justin Boyd. And I'm the guardian of Godolkin. And we are the Watchers in the Basement. Welcome to the Watchers in the Basement. We are here today to discuss the seventh episode of the Amazon Prime video series, Gen V, which is from the, of course, from the world of the boys. That's right. The seventh episode, the penultimate episode of the season. We only have one more to go. This episode title is Sick. Brittany, how sick was this episode? Oh, that opening scene, Justin, was ugh, gnarly, yeah. sick, gross. And right. and I made the mistake both times. So the first watch and the rewatch, I was eating something while that opening scene was playing out. You, you think I would have learned yep. on the second go around and I didn't. And I'm like, ugh. <laughs> yeah, it was sick. No, so it, it it's an interesting choice of a title just because that's not really the whole theme of of the episode other than the the big reveal of oh shetty has plans for the, the soups and it deals with the virus and whatnot so it's the idea is to make everyone sick but that's not really what's the theme here i think you could yeah. probably interpret interpret sickness in many ways uh you can look at kate and how her behavior is in this episode you can look at uh the the town hall attendance and how people are very passionate about whether you're for or against victoria newman's point of view so yeah it, like sick is just kind of like a very i guess you could say ambiguous sort of interpretation yeah. i don't know if that makes any sense but yeah it was interesting title for the episode but man that this episode this is how you do penultimate episodes people like game of thrones had it right with penultimates and i think we kind of have that standard or we we expect everything to be to that standard when it comes to penultimate yeah. episodes and this one did not let you down so what did you think no i i agree and to talk about like the episode titles you know the one thing that that this show and the boys is the same way the episode titles don't always like jive very well with what happens in the episode they're kind of like you know if you read the title and the description they're often like inside jokey kind of silly stuff so yeah you I mean like, blurbs like like last episode was called jumanji like i'm not really sure why it was called jumanji you know like it so they're inside kate's brain um okay. which is kind of what, like, like with jumanji with robin williams character was trapped inside the game for okay you know decades but like you know what i'm saying like they're, they're just kind of whatever it's it's the one thing that like this they don't really i think they put a ton of or maybe maybe i just don't understand but like it's it's uh go with the ladder on that wow there <laughs> we go there we go no but this show you know it never it never ceases to amaze me with all the surprises and twists and turns that you get i mean let's just get into it spoilers of course uh we lost two characters R.I.P. to Dean Shetty and Dr. Cardoza. I mean, I didn't see, I mean, not that I didn't see Dr. Cardoza dying at some point. I mean, hell, he could have died when Sam went to his house in one of the first three episodes. I can't remember which one it was. Um, it could have happened right. easily in one or whenever that was, episode four, maybe. I think it was episode uh, three. But, okay, episode three. But Dean Shetty, I was very surprised that they killed her off. I mean, it was very dramatic, but... Uh, shocking what did you think about those deaths yeah i have feelings about her being killed off 
this early or not so much this early. I mean, I figured like she would be killed off at some point just because yeah. it kind of makes sense. It turns out that she's like the big bad. Obviously, yeah. we kind of talked about this in our previous pod about well, not necessarily, though, because she because we learned. Well, motive. Okay. Right. Yes. But but still right. genocide of any kind of levels still pretty bad you know yeah she's the big bad for the students yeah and for and soups. soups alike yeah right but maybe in the grand scheme of things she's just you know she's fighting for her side much like the other right are, yeah and we kind of talked about that in the previous pod about maybe she has a personal vendetta yeah. when it comes down to why she's doing what she's doing and and that came into fruition with with this episode obviously however i i have thoughts about her being killed off the way that she was under the circumstances that she she was killed off i i just think it could have been done differently however i'm sure that it was done just so that the rest of the well the remainder the finale can be done and then also we talked about this in the last pod is that the finale of gen v is going to hand off to the premiere of season four of the boys the ending or the finale of the boys is going to hand back off to season two of Gen V. So, I mean, I, I'm sure in the grand scheme of things, it's right. all going to make sense. I just ha I do have thoughts about her death. Cardoza, it's like the minute that you saw him in the parking garage with Victoria Newman, it's like he gone. <laughs> like, there was no <laughs> oh, other yeah. way. Yeah, of course. Yeah. He was going to survive. Let's just be real. <laughs> right. But no, I mean, that, like obviously I let off with the two deaths, but there's a lot of stuff that happened in this episode. Let's just like touch on the big moments so we can kind of hit everything. Um, because in typical like Gen V fashion, it's like there's so much and it's all intertwined, but it's all interesting and you know, by itself. We learn, like I said before, we learn that uh Dean Shetty has a motive behind wanting to kill the soups with this virus. We learn that the plane crash from season one that Homelander allowed to happen. Him and Maeve, they could have tried to save people, they but they wouldn't have been able to save everybody, and that would have been a black eye for Vought and for them, you know, for their yeah. for their PR standings or whatever. So they let the plane crash, and then of course afterwards they they claimed it was a, a terrorist act. Um, on that plane was uh, Dean Shetty's uh, husband and daughter. So you know both both perished, and that's why she wants revenge on Homelander and all soups. I thought that was a pretty interesting, uh, well, you know. A, Interesting take on Dean Chetty, but also a great way to once again, like, you know, retroactively or whatever, go back to the first season of the boys and like show like this major event that has repercussions down the line in the spinoff show. What'd you think about that? It's really brilliantly done just because for one, I can't believe that the trans uh, trans oceanic or transatlantic, whatever the, the plane was. I can't believe that was all the way back in season one of the boys. Like yeah. I'm like, Oh wow. Like they were able to bring that back to, to this, this world and make it relevant again, which supported her personal vendetta of wanting to come after the soups, wanting to create this virus and wanting to make it contagious and ultimately kill the soups because of what happened to her daughter and husband by the hands of, of Homelander. Right. So I just think that just I don't I don't know if you could necessarily like call it retcon or whatever, because it wasn't really like established from the beginning that right. you know, her her I, family were on the on the plane. Yeah. But they pieced it together to make it 
relevant. And yeah. I think that's what's awesome. Once again, if you haven't watched The Boys prior to watching this show, you absolutely need to go back and watch all three seasons of The Boys to know who these characters are, to understand that storyline, how that's kind of you know melted into Gen V. That way, when you go watch the boys season four you're you're not skipping a beat i mean they're right. they're all intertwined at this point so it it was it was just again really piece really well pieced together and i i felt for her i understood the the reason behind it i'm not saying i agree with her of course i mean hey go after homelander all you want because the dude is a monster yeah. without a doubt mave at least was trying to save one little girl, right? Mm -hmm. And Homelander's like, I'm gonna fucking kill you if you do that. You know, we save one, let everyone else die. It's it's still our ass, right? Like he's he's all about himself. So to be able to call back to that event and play it out for Shetty's motives is I think I think it's just brilliant. It honestly yeah. is brilliant. And I I, I'm I'm curious to. Well, we'll we'll come back to it when we talk more about the woods. But I feel like maybe there's a little bit of plot hole when it comes to that. But we'll okay. we'll we'll get there. Yeah, I'm interested to hear what you have to say about that because I'm not really sure I I know. But uh, so let's let's continue on with the the Shetty storyline. So when the episode opens, we see that that Shetty wants the uh, she wants the virus that Cardona or Cardoza has created. Um, to make it, uh, you know, airborne, you know, so it's more right. contagious, right? And Cardoso kind of pushes back and says, hey, let's take a beat, you know, then he kind of threatens to tell Vaught, and then she says, you know, well, she kind of calls his bluff, like, yeah, okay, you're going to be the one, like, you're the one who created the virus that can kill their soups, so how's that I mean, going to work out for she's you? She's gaslighting him, really, yeah, it's, right. it's really bad, and now that you've kind of led into this discussion, this is where I feel the plot hole is unless I'm just forgetting something that happened in the first three episodes of, of this series when Ashley, who is what CEO of, or not CEO or just president of, of Vought, she's on the phone with Dean Shetty to the point where Dean Shetty had made a remark about, you know, this is why Vought hired me because I I'm a problem solver. But I don't remember in that conversation if there was a discussion at all about the woods and if Ashley at least was aware of the secret labs known as the woods. And did she actually know the experiments that were being done mm -hmm. in the woods, right? Because it, it was kind of weird at times. It felt like, okay, Vought was aware of what's happening within the woods, but maybe they not to the full extent. Like, like yeah. Shetty was just using that as a front, much like Godolkin, we'll get to that, people. Right. Um, was she using it as a front to say, hey, we're going to do something for Vought because first and foremost, they are a pharmaceutical company. But she really was doing this, like, trying to figure out a way to kill soups on the side. You know what I mean? Yeah, I got gotcha. you. Um, That's where I feel like the plot holes kind of maybe so. start. Yeah. I mean, I could see, like, where Vought would want to have some kind of virus or something to as they you know the term that cardoza uses is compassionately control like i can see why they want to develop that i don't think they'd want to develop something that would kill off their cash cow which is the yeah so yeah it's interesting you know that that you do bring up some good points there with uh you know with shetty's like 
I mean, she must have some long con plan, you know, otherwise it's kind of, uh, I don't know, very convenient how things work out. I, I just, yeah. and again, because I'm blanking about whether or not at least Ashley was aware of what was going on in the woods, where's the funding coming from in order to continue these these experiments and, right. and their subjects and, and what have you? To me, again, because Vought is a pharmaceutical company, it's like, were they trying to create a virus if, if Vought was in on this trying to create a virus so they can quote compassionately control suits who perhaps have very dangerous powers much like that of victoria newman put a pin in that got to talk definitely got to talk about her later oh, yeah. uh, marie uh, uh the likes of sam you know what i'm saying like so those at sage grove who were injected as adults and don't quite have the control of the powers are they creating this virus to eliminate those who can't be controlled? Right. I don't know. It's just, um, it's just interesting to me because it seems like Vought may know something, but it's also really weird that they are potentially funding this. Yeah, no, that's a good point. I feel like we will find out more in the next episode. Yeah. As far as, because they usually do a pretty good job of answering the questions. Even yeah, if it's questions you don't necessarily have, they do a good job of kind of fleshing yeah. everything out. So um, to be continued, yeah. I would say for that one. To um, be continued. <laughs> yeah. It also gets who's here in the chat. She, she says she hasn't seen the episode yet. Uh, we appreciate you being here, but you got to catch up and we got to hear your thoughts about yeah. uh, this episode of Gen V. So um, Luna back here i don't know if you could hear she she has some thoughts about gen v yeah. so yeah so hopefully we, any, you get to watch it let us know what you think right because we will be spoiling it we've already kind of spoiled some stuff too so Spoilers. uh we appreciate you joining us but definitely check out the show before you for sure before you watch any more of this um for sure so uh, back with shetty you know she has the virus now she's trying to make it more contagious she knows that it obviously can kill soups so she has a meeting with uh, Colonel Grace Mallory, which, you know, that's a that's a blast from the past, at least for the boys. You know, it's someone that uh, I didn't expect we'd get a cameo of that character. And No, not at all. No. And you know, Grace Mallory is a CIA operative. Obviously, she works with uh, or she's in contact with Butcher and the, the rest of the boys. Um, so basically, Shetty wants uh, wants Mallory to help her spread this virus glo globally to kill all soups but mallory refuses and then she like secretly orders someone to follow or check in on shetty and i, I want to ask you like who do you think that is because while there she's talking to shetty she references butcher she says you know there's a fellow countryman of yours who has the same kind of rage that you do mm -hmm. towards soups and it's completely like blinded you know clouded his judgment like he's he's hell-bent on destruction there's barely anything left of him at this point. Right. Yeah. I mean, he's so obsessed with killing soups. He's becoming a soup to kill soups. Um, and killing himself in the long run. Right. So my question to you, Brittany, who, who do you think from the boys or who do you think uh, Mallory was in contact with right after Shetty left to watch, follow up on her, or look out for her? I'm curious if it's the same person who put the two of them in touch with one another. 
because the, the first thing that Mallory says to Shetty as, as they're meeting is you've got some friends in high places. And unless it's Victoria Newman, I don't know who that friend in, in high places could be, right? It's not like Mallory gets on with the people from Vought, obviously, right? Right. I, I'm just curious if perhaps because we did get Victoria Newman in, in this episode, she had a pretty big, big role in this episode if she uh, was the point of contact and stayed on the phone as Mallory is meeting with Shetty to hear what she has to say and therefore, oh, okay, well, you're going to be at Godolkin for a town hall anyway. Like keep an eye on her because because Victoria does make reference at some point when she's speaking to Marie about oh your your dean didn't show up so you know what's what's all that about kind of kind of thing so yeah I'm not sure but to uh, welcome our fellow watcher to the chat Tristan we're gonna hear his thoughts about this episode from the boys or the boys Gen V <laughs> what's up Tristan Houston traffic. Hey. Undefeated. It's undefeated. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. 2016 Warriors. Um, <laughs> what a um, yeah, I'm just just jumping in really. So I, I missed a lot of the conversation, but just recap. I that might have been my favorite episode of the season. Mm -hmm. Um I mean penultimate penultimate episodes. Uh, it's kind of keeping a tradition of man, like they ratcheted it up this shit to the to a 10 um, oh, yeah. and like you, the more you think about it, this whole show, like every episode is just like a series of like, what the fucks? Like every, every scene is like a <laughs> level of what the fuck. Um, and we, you know, we found out, I don't know if we talked about it right on, you know, spoil, but like, you know, we found out about Marie and her, who her benefactor is. And I, I think we all like, kind of hypothesize that it would be Victoria. We're gonna we're gonna cover that in a little oh, bit, but okay. the topic, the current topic. No, we're... it's okay. Just go for it. Just go for it. Oh well no no, no. I just I, I love the episode. Yeah. Absolutely love the episode. Um to the point where like every time something would happen I, I like check the time. That's when I know episode is good. When I'm checking the time like okay seventeen minutes left. Okay, that's not it. Ten minutes left like fuck five minutes so it was it was that um, it was that type of tension. Um excitement um yeah i mean the show is i'm i'm impressed at its ability to just keep going up another notch like sometimes it'll go up like a, a half notch sometimes yeah. it's a big notch i think uh episode seven the penultimate was a big notch so what we're talking about right now is the meeting between mallory and shetty in the city and we're talking about who do we think Mallory was on the phone with after you know her meeting with with Shetty concluded, and I was suggesting that perhaps it was Victoria Newman because Mallory had said to Shetty, "You know some some people in high places." So I was curious if that could have been Victoria because we know Mallory doesn't get on with Vought whatsoever, mm -hmm. and if perhaps Victoria stayed on the phone to listen to the conversation being had. So who do, who do you think was on the phone with Mallory post meeting? I think we have to do like a draft. <laughs> so like, I think my first pick <laughs> would be Victoria Newman. Uh, while while I was watching the episode, and I could be totally off base, but I was thinking like uh, Butcher. Um, you know, there's still a, maybe there's still an alliance between those two. Um, it really has got me thinking. I need to really rewatch all three seasons of The Boys before. Yes. 
season four starts because some things are kind of starting to slip or that I'm kind of like getting um, interspersed with Gen V. But those are my two picks. Um, Victoria Newman, you say friends in high places, but like what's higher than, you know, future vice president of the United States. So I'm, I'm, I'm going with Victoria Newman on that as well. Yeah, that's that's my guess. Justin. Yeah, I mean, I think that's probably the most likely because I, I don't think it's Butcher because she referenced Butcher when she was talking to Shetty. She said, you know, you have the same rage that your fellow countryman has and, you know, it's it's consumed him. It's so going to be a Brit thing. But but then again, <laughs> like, like, I mean, doesn't, like, doesn't Mallory know that Newman's a soup? See, I'm glad I, you asked that question. Or, or like, I mean, obviously Huey knows. So like, and uh, Butcher and the crew, they know that right. Newman's a soup. So like, like Tristan said, like, honestly, it's so hard to remember everything that's happened in this show. And it's not even like, it's only, you know, been like, you know, 30 something episodes total when you combine Gen V with the boys. But so right. much happens in one episode that it's like, there's almost like too much to keep track of. But I feel like all of the boys crew knows that Newman's a soup and that she pops people's heads off. So it blows people's heads. But yeah. this leads me to my question that I wanted to post to y'all. And like okay. Tristan, my, my, I'm kind of slipping when it comes to keeping track of everything with the boys. We know that Victoria grew up at Red River, right? Edgar was the one who took, you know, an interest in her and, you know, raised her or what have you. Yeah. But did she change her name? Because I feel like Vought would know that Victoria Newman, Newman under that name is a soup and then why is her platform her platform without making reference to the fact that she's a soup you know what i mean like it's it's curious right because she kind of keeps that under wraps yeah so it's like i i don't remember if she changed her name to avoid being under vot's microscope right i don't remember these things right now because i'm like how how is she getting away with all of this I think the number of people who know that she's a soup is so limited. And they also, they also, the agendas, are like Butcher and the, and, and the crew don't really have much motivation to expose her as a soup. Outside of the fact that who wants the head just completely, you know, yeah. popped off. You <laughs> yeah. know? But what motivation do the people who know that she's a soup have it on, in exposing that, that particular secret? Um, so maybe we'll, we'll find out more about that episode 10, maybe season four. I'm not episode 10, episode eight, season four, boys. But I just don't feel like the people who know that need to like let people know that. Like for what, what purpose does it serve? Um, right. He's done, and, and Victoria Newman has also done a really good job of like navigating different agendas, right? She, obviously yeah. she's on the, um, she's pretending to not be a soup and to like care about soup issues while also being one of uh, one of the most deadly soups, honestly, yeah, uh, we see. So, like, she 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 navigates both worlds pretty seamlessly. Um, she's really good at this. Like, if she was not a soup, she'd still be a great politician because she understands mm -hmm. how to play different groups, uh, different aims, different agendas. But if she were to reveal that she is a soup without having to re reveal her actual head popping powers <laughs> could that actually help her approval rating and help 
get the soups that are against her on her side. Like I'm one of you. I'm here representing you. I'm trying to get you, you a voice and get you at the table. Like, I mean, I don't know. I, I would, I would feel like that's a, that's a hand to play. But here's the biggest question. And this goes from to the boys to Gen V. Mm. At what point have we ever figured out what her ultimate goals are? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, I don't think that's ever been talked about. Touché. Like, Touché. What does Victoria Newman actually want? You know what I'm saying? Like she, Homelander. Homelander. I'm, I'm imagining, you know, Homelander, he's threatened her. Like, you know, that, that, that's that been a conflict. But, like, we don't know her overall aims yet. No. You're right. No, that's a really good point. I mean, as far as the Homelander issue, though, she may have uh, she may have a way to equalize that or to take him out, as we learn Thanks. in this episode. Before we get to that, let's talk about let's stick with uh, with Newman. As uh, Tristan said before, we we talked about it a few weeks ago, and I think Frank was actually the one who made the prediction that that you know it was mentioned that Marie had a had a benefactor, and turns out it was Victoria Newman. What we did not know. I think I was surprised by this. I want to get y'all's reaction. To this was that Newman has this Newman and Marie have the same powers, basically the same blood powers, which means Marie could start popping heads off. Uh, Brittany, what'd you think about that revelation that they're like one of the same and maybe they're, they're like the most powerful soups in the world. It was a little intense, especially when Victoria was with Marie in the green room and she said, you know, basically read me tell me something about me and marie's like no no she's like do it basically (laughs) i was like oh okay like calm down and marie discovers that there's compound v and in victoria's blood oh my god you you know you're one of us and and when victoria slices her her hand open with marie's knife and you see the blood you know just kind of levitating there but she's able to you know call it back real fast it's like oh Okay, that's new, right? So by discovering that not only do these two women share very similar blood blood powers, and Victoria is Marie's benefactor, is she actually going to take Marie under her wing and maybe help her expand upon her abilities and teach her how to pop heads? That's concerning, y'all. That's very concerning. Justin, what do you think? I, I mean, I've, I've talked about it to one of these episodes, but this is like Godalkin is basically like superhero G League. You know, like they don't understand the full extent of their powers. They don't understand how much more powerful they are in some ways. They don't understand probably like some of the limits uh, to their powers. Like Andre, when he's in the ambulance with his dad, like he's still kind of figuring out, oh, his dad is much more powerful. Even in a comatose state, his dad is, like, remarkably more power, powerful, and he's up against the restriction of the limit of, I can't match his power, even in this state. So he's figuring out how powerful he's not, and Marie is literally finding out, or beginning the process of learning so much more about her powers, because I don't even think she's... I wonder how much she's actually practice with these powers in between what happened to her parents and getting into the dope. You know, like Very what, little, I imagine. You know, like what what training or anything or just 
you know, I know she cuts herself pretty frequently, but like, I don't think she's really explored the depths of what she can do. And I think having Marie, uh, sorry, Victoria Newman as uh, a benefactor, as a mentor, um, as, you know, maybe Mr. Miyagi <laughs> in, in a way, yeah. um, we're going to find out like that Marie is, she's actually that, that girl, like in her powers, there's so much more to it that she can do uh, that she hasn't even begun to like explore. Um, yeah, this is this shit is a G League, man. This is like, hey, you come in and shoot around and work on some post moves, and and you just continue to learn more about yourself and um, the limits or non limits of these powers. So, I'm I'm really interested to see, not just in the finale, but just going forward, season two. Maybe Marie play. I'm pretty sure some of these kids are going to play a role in, in uh, season four of the boys. Um, because they're just they're too important now, you know, and mm -hmm. yeah. the the plots are, are becoming more intertwined, you know, with each passing episode. So she's going to learn a lot more about that just from being Victoria Newman. If Victoria Newman can teach her how to, like, really harness and control these powers. Man, she's going to fuck the Godokan rank and she's going to zoom up just the, the super uh, rankings just in general because, man, she can do damage with those powers. I mean, and the fact that Victoria really leveled with Marie because Marie was like, you don't, you don't know shit about me. She's like, no, I do. I know exactly who you are. I know exactly what you've done because that was me. I know what and you ate. <laughs> I know what you ate. <laughs> okay. Fish sticks and pink sauce every Friday. Gross. Anyway, <laughs> however, Victoria got real with Marie too. Because Marie's like, I've got a platform, like I can, you know, expose all this shit. And and Victoria's like, you ain't shit. Like you ain't got shit. You know, Marie Moreau, you know, Godal Guardian of Godalkin, that's just marketing. But the first black woman of the seven who's friends with the vice president who can do things. Now, that's that's something right there. And I'm like, oh. Political pawn. I mean, obviously, that's that's all Marie is really to to Victoria. It seems, unless you know, we have a deeper, darker, ulterior motive aside. But yeah, it was it was kind of interesting to see that the inter interaction between the two, just because it's like Victoria wants to appeal to Marie and like be her friend and like get good with her, but then she's also telling her like you ain't shit. <laughs> I don't know. Really interesting dynamic. Yeah, no, I mean, it is. And it, I think it's, it'll be interesting to see, you know, what Marie chooses to do. You know, I, I mean, obviously, we, it looks like in the next episode, you know, she's going to have to try to stop uh, Kate and Sam and the other, uh, you know, kids from the woods who are, you know, planning a revolt. Um, but down the road, it's going to be interesting to see next time she has any interaction with Newman. Like, what's going to, what's going to transpire there? Because, mm -hmm. uh, you know, they have the same powers. And uh, like Tristan said, she's kind of, you know, become, her, you know, Newman has already become like her, almost like a parental figure slash mentor. And that was, that was really big in this episode. If you look back at the episode, cause you know, we, we also have the, what happened with Andre and his dad, you know, his dad polarity was supposed to be the, the like uh host of this town hall that, that Newman was there for, you know, just like campaign visit or whatever. And, he has a seizure while he's on air with that Cameron Coleman, which is like their Fox news guy, their 
their Vought News Network guy. And uh, love that guy. <laughs> that, that's that's one example of like a, a you know a fatherly kind of or a parental kind of uh, you know scenario. Then of course we have Newman with uh, with Marie, and then we also had Shetty with Kate, which we'll we'll get more into that in a little bit. But uh, but back to back to polarity, and I throw this to you, Tristan. What, what do you think caused his seizure? And or who caused it? Because I don't think it was anything virus related. Because I don't think at that point I don't think anyone really knows about the virus besides Cardoza mm-hmm. and and Shetty. So I'm really I'm wondering like what caused his seizure and maybe who was behind it? Because I honestly I don't really have any idea. Beats the fuck out of me. Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> um, it was so sudden. Yeah. It, it, like and there's also there's no tail. It's not like. You know, yeah. we see somebody in a crowd, you know, right. when in season three of the boys, when um, I forgot who, but there's a, a they're in a courtroom and everybody's head starts popping. Mm-hmm. Victoria Newman is still close by. Right. Like there's some, there's a, a trigger. There's some type of tell. Yeah. And we honestly don't even know enough about polarity to understand, like, what could have possibly caused it. Um I think that's one of those definitive things that we're absolutely going to find out uh, in the finale. What caused it? Why? You know, I'm sure it's part of some darker, some deeper, like, link, some, you know, deeper conspiracy uh, at the school or with Vaught. But I have no idea. And uh, let me, this is also one of the first shows that either I've watched or we've reviewed to where so much stuff has happened and I'm just like, hey, I got I got nothing for you on that. Like, this is, this is nothing. So, I know. I feel like we're all just kind of long for the ride. Like, we really enjoy yeah. it, but like, asking, like, I mean, Frank called it a few weeks ago. I said, like, with, with picking out that Newman was going to be the benefactor for, for Marie. Uh, but outside of that, I mean, I don't know that we've, we've, we've nailed a lot of predictions. Like, we started off the show today talking about how, like, I thought the death of Shetty was very surprising. I mean, not surprising given the way the boys and Gen V kind of, handles storylines but for her to be the big bad of the show and then for her now to have this ulterior motive the re or this i mean this reason she wants to get revenge on all soups and then to kill her off in the same episode that we find all this stuff i was very surprised by that were you were you shocked by that also i was i was shocked um i was anticipating that maybe it was you know i don't not, not necessarily a dream uh I, I just did. I could not picture her dying in this episode, at least. Uh, maybe in the finale, or like right after we find out like the true contents of like her conspiracy, and she's dead. Like honestly, five minutes later, uh, very shocked by that. But again, this this show has increased its capacity to just keep us guessing and keep us kind of being shocked by these things to the point where I feel like that's a deliberate choice like we want to make sure that these things are hard for people to um to predict hell if you look at the if you look at the descriptions on amazon it has nothing to do with episode. like um they're talking about protests yeah <laughs> the descriptions it's just like that's all part of the, the charm of the show is that like you said we're all along for the ride and like there's very few things that you can actually anticipate from episode to episode or honestly even scene to scene so i was very shocked but when you go back and actually watch 
it's less shocking because you start to see like kind of the shift um, starting with like the protests when, you know, Sam goes to that, the protests, the town hall, yeah. there's this kind of right wing yeah. uh, soup thing that's happening. Yep. And naturally, if that's the attitude shift that's, that's happening with the kids, um, the kid soups, then after finding out that, you know, Shetty wants to eliminate, eradicate pretty much all soups, it becomes like a natural result after that. So I'm not as shocked when, when I go back and think about just the, the, the attitude mm -hmm. uh, of, the, of the show uh, in the last third of that episode. Not as shocked as I was, you know, when it first happened. Yeah. Now, Brittany, as far as Shetty's death, you want to tell us how that actually goes down? Because, I mean, I was surprised because, uh, you know, Kate, we learned that Kate, um, you know, Shetty's been using Kate, but Shetty actually truly loves Kate and like, because Kate's powers reveal that. Mm -hmm. um, but do you want to break down how, how we lose uh, Dean Shetty? For all the pretty shitty stuff that Shetty has asked of Kate, it's, I don't know. I, I was torn when she really was confessing her love for Kate. Like she lost her family, Shetty, in yeah. in that airplane of tragedy, right? And she said basically that I didn't find a reason to go on until I met you, because Kate was without, right? She she was at her family's home, but she didn't have her family, right? It's it's they were both lonely. And so they found something within each other. Get it? Cool. Good for you. However, you don't ask the people that you love to do shitty things the way that Shetty has asked Kate to do over, over and, and over. over and over. And then keep her in, in so many ways sedated or like numb to a certain degree because the pills obviously stopped Kate from hearing the voices and kind of like, I guess in, in a way made her believe that this is helping me, but it really wasn't. It was it was a way of control, you know. Uh, <laughs> how did uh, compassionate control, right? So it, uh, it I, I was torn. You know, you want to believe that people love you and and love you for you, but it's like she she may have really loved Kate, but she loved Kate for the things that she was doing, and so for Kate to kind of snap out of it and take control. I'm not sure if it's really a good thing because like what Frank had said last week, we're looking at Kate kind of similar to that of Jean Grey. And when she starts tapping into that darker side, right, she turns into a different person, Jean Grey. So Kate could potentially be exhibiting similar traits. So, but with her confronting Shetty and I mean, her gloves were off, right? So she's going to get the truth out of Shetty one way or another. And calls the gang to to the home and spills, you know, has Shetty spill the truth about how Godolkin is just a front. It's not a real school to help uh, educate soups. It's it's to study soups. What makes them tick? What what are their weaknesses? How can we control you? And how the woods, you know, is being used to create a virus that's going to kill soups and what have you. And the last thing that she was going to have Kate do was to kill everyone in the woods, right? Like no regard for life whatsoever. And what I didn't really 
I didn't really care for. I understood why Kate did it when she finally like just had enough. And she says, Indira, it's time. And out is this kitchen knife that Shetty's holding and she slices her neck open, bleeds out because Kate prevents Marie from saving her. Right. She tells her don't help, which we'll have to talk about Marie in a second. What I didn't like about this was that I understand Kate wanting justice, but it's like, <coughs> take her to the town hall, take her to that platform and make her confess on live TV with Cameron Coleman to Vaught, you know, whatever. And then if you still want her to like slice her throat, you know, to, to have your justice, cool, but like air, air that out. Now, obviously they didn't do it that way because that's just way too easy. That's just way too, you know, clean, whatever, not clean. You know what I'm saying? But, but they're kids and they're in the moment. I think that's what you're supposed to kind of get. Yeah, maybe. I it, suppose it's an, so. an impulsive, like we want to get revenge. We want to get justice right now. And that's, yeah. I think that's why they did that. But you're right. Like the smarter play is to absolutely like have her reveal herself. Her. Her. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know that I, I just had a problem with it. And maybe that's just me thinking like logically or what have you. But I understand that there are reasons that have yet to play out as to why that wasn't done. It's fine. But yeah, it was it was a really it was a really intense moment. However, I just I, I'm now very concerned about Kate and that of Sam, too, because he had a lot of hatred towards Kate and the things that she did to not only him, but to Luke. And it kind of now seems they're on the same wavelength. It's just like, oh, this is not going to end well. <laughs> it's just anger. Like the thing I hated the most about Kate, you know, doing that to Dean Shetty is that Kate is also trying to win the trust of the other group, you know, the kids, right. other soups in the group. And if you're doing that and one, you're, you're controlling Marie, which you said you weren't going to do anymore. Yeah. Two, you're also like re-traumatizing her. And she's telling you like, she's, right. this is something that she's visibly um, experiencing like that, the trauma, past trauma and stuff. And like, this just, there's no regard for that, you know? And, and that's the thing I hate the most about it because you see Kate losing a good part of her humanity mm. um, because of anger. Yeah, I, I get, hey, you've been manipulated for so long that I understand the rage, I guess, um, that comes with that, which is ironic because her power is manipulation, but um i get it but like like you said like it's just not they, these are impulsive she's impulsive one um amongst other impulsive kids and you're not seeing the bigger picture if the, if the big if the ultimate goal is to expose the corruption within vault and within that school then you do like you said like you take this truth and you broadcast it um widely so that everybody can see this so like it's there's no there's no uh, there's no confusion about why Dean Shetty is dead, you know, like so right. I didn't like that at all. And but like I said, like she's radicalized, you know, and mm -hmm. more and more they're becoming more radicalized. And Dean Shetty was just like the one of the first big casualties of this radical radicalization. Like Gen Z, Gen V and, and um, the boy Gen Z. the universe. Um <laughs> <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> They're doing a great job of like tapping into like these real world, bigger real, real world themes, mm -hmm. uh, misinformation, you know, radicalization, 
um, polarization, and you know, different sides, and like putting it into this world to the point where at, at the beginning of the of the season, it was slight satire. Now we're just passing. Right? Now it's like just completely in your face. Like these are the results. This is what happens when radicalization happens. When two sides are just trained to just see the worst in each, in each side, like ultimately it leads to chaos. So Dean Shetty was just a, a um, just a casualty of that. Yeah, it, it's social commentary told through like a comic book storyline lens. Yeah. I mean, it's it's really like like almost like perfect entertainment for someone like me, or for obviously for us, this is what we we love. But uh, it's really well done. It is. I mean, and I, and I understand. Not that I agree with it. I said this at the top of the show about Dean Shetty and, and her personal vendetta to create this virus and to make it contagious and to ultimately kill soups because of what Homelander did to to the the airplane that included the death of, of her daughter and, and husband. But the fact that she wants to just completely eradicate soups altogether because she says they leave a path of destruction no matter where they go. And she references to Marie about, look what you did to your, your parents. Right. Like yeah. you, you, you've got to be stopped. And I'm just like, okay, but you know, it was humans, you who created the the thing that made soups soups. Chicken so egg, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's, it just boggles my mind. I mean, it, it really honestly does. Yeah, I mean, you know, the whole cast of this show is great, but I want to give like a special kind of recognition to Shelly Kahn, who plays Indira Shetty, because I, I don't think we're going to see her again unless they have flashbacks, which very well could be possible in, in episode eight. But Brittany, as you were saying a second ago, she's talking about, you know, she's kind of given that that monologue about, you know, the path of destruction you leave behind you talking to, to the soups. And she's like, you know, you can't help it. It's your species. And you can just like you can feel oh. and see the disdain and vitriol like in her voice and her face it was like so like perfect like she it's like instead of like like maybe she could have talked her way out of it but she was like you know what you know y'all killed my family like i can't hide how i feel about y'all and like there was no way she could talk herself out of it because kate told her to tell the truth yeah that was her truth well i good point that's a good point but as i thought you know if there was a way for her to kind of soften it a little bit and like you know She was unleashed. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I thought she was great. I wasn't familiar with this actress at all, but man, she was great in the show. So uh yeah, she she played her, her part well. Follow her on Instagram. That's a beautiful <laughs> one. <laughs> exactly. She she played her part well. It's like you wanted to really like her and you know, in a way, kind of like maybe not so much root for her, but you you were supportive in a, in, a, in a fashion and then when you start seeing the layers being pulled back and it's like i don't like what i'm seeing anymore <laughs> you know what i mean yeah. especially after the think brink episode with the gala and how she brought marie as like a like a token and and you know just to to what is it dog and pony show kind of situation of, yeah. and just use her like that i'm like ew gross don't do that don't don't do that to people <laughs> But here's yeah. the unpopular thing. Both sides, if not both sides are right, maybe maybe is the right way to say, but both sides have a sympathetic cause. Sure. Um, on Chetty's part, yeah, obviously there's the the personal 
trauma that she's dealing with, you know, the death of her, her husband and daughter. Um, and what have we seen in these three episodes, three, three seasons of The Boys? Soups are remarkably dangerous, you know, and a lot of the, the stuff they can't help shit. The, the Boys begins. The shit that got me, like, hooked and, like, I'm going to sit here and watch the rest of this episode and the rest of the season was A-Train. <laughs> it's like, we... No need to rehash. We know what happens with A-Train yeah. But that set the tone for the, the ultimate and ongoing conflict between humans and soups. It's like, yeah, like they can't really, a lot of the stuff they can't help because, man, they just, they're so hyped up on Compound V and or just the privilege that comes from having these powers and, and a lot of these powers being unchecked. So yeah, on, on the human side, yeah, soups are dangerous and they need to be controlled, if not eradicated, right? Like, and but on the soup side, it's like, hey, like you said, Brittany, they didn't choose that life. They didn't choose to have those powers. It's, it is a human created thing, and what do humans love doing? But destroying the things that we create, fucking shit up. That, that we create, like we, that we create, yeah, exactly. We love blaming people for the problems that we create. Hey, we're gonna bring yeah. slaves to America. Hey, oh, slaves or right. black people, y'all are a problem. Like this is the problem that you created. You know what I'm saying? And this is yeah. a human thing. So like, that's what makes the show so great is that you're you're constantly competing with your own humanity, but like your humanity goes different ways. Like, am I? Am I is does my humanity feel more sympathy towards? actual humans who have to live with and, li and in some ways live under these superhuman beings who could destroy everything and again go unchecked on that yeah. no justice or do i feel compassion for these literal kids who have just had to grow up under you know this this i don't say virus or disease but like this chemical that they've had to live with and they've had to deal with against their own will yeah I know. And then you get people like the deep <laughs> who try to do some good by, by taking the sea animals back to their home and fucking dolphin flies through the windshield and gets smashed by an 18 wheeler. I'll check out our reviews for the boys. It's here on our YouTube uh, playlist. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, the show. It's great. And then, so the Shetty death I thought was, was pretty surprising. The other death in the episode, not so much surprised by, but um, still, it's shocking to see somebody get their head popped off. Let's talk about Newman v. Cardoza. Newman wins that one pretty easily, uh, decisively. <laughs> um, <laughs> no so question. Yeah, so Cardoza, he, he meets with Newman to give her the virus sample. You know, basically, he had a falling out with Shetty, or he, he basically was like, hey, like, we need to, like, like you want to like kill everybody and like let's let's talk to Vaught about this. I don't think they're gonna appreciate us trying to kill their their cash cow. And um so you know he tells her that you know he brings her the sample and says, Hey, this is you know, the, the virus isn't very contagious right now, thankfully. He's like, you know, Shetty twisted my work. You know, I'm trying to create you know a, a compassionate way to control these uh soups, and you know, then you see Newman and she's such a great politician. She's like, Oh, that's, that's such a great phrase. Do you mind if I steal that? And he's like, Oh yeah, sure. It's, it's yours. And he's like, um, you know, just hopefully you'll protect me and my family with in like the witness protection program. And she's like, Oh yeah, it's already set up. We're all good. We're all good. And she's like, so you're the only person who can replicate this. And he's like, yes, I'm the only person she gives. He, he gives her the canister 
and then you just know something bad's going to happen in that parking garage. And then, uh, yeah, he hand, she handed him a blank card. He's looking at it. We see a, uh, a drop of blood fall from his nose and then boom, the head goes, uh, the head goes boom. Um, <laughs> <laughs> boom goes dynamite. I don't know. That's what I was trying to go for, yeah. but I, I messed it up. Um, <laughs> you got it right. It, yeah. It, it wouldn't, it wouldn't pop. <laughs> so this, uh, this oh. scene obviously with, a sh- I mean, the trademark of the boys in Gen V is like every episode has to have such a strong ending. So like Tristan, I know you said you, you're constantly looking at the, the the time to see like how much is left <laughs> and you know, like it's not over until some dramatic insanely, you know, entertaining ending is, uh, is delivered. what do you think about this one? Two things. <laughs> one, <laughs> when, you know, the scene started and they were in the garage and it was just those two. I knew he was dead from that. It, there was not a single yeah. moment in that scene where I did not think he was going to get his head popped. Yeah. Um, two, if somebody asked you, yeah. if you were the only person who has access, knowledge, copies, right. blah, blah, blah. If you, the, you, if you only, if you are, you know, you only have one thing or you only, yeah. you're the only person with, this particular thing, you're probably going to die. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's the lie. Actually, there's a secret scientist who, if something happens to me, he has, or he or she has, you know, the authorization to release blah, 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 blah. Lie. <laughs> right. You're going to die. Okay. <laughs> like this is going to happen. Um, what did I think about it? I, I thought obviously just completely anticipating his death. Um, I think it just adds another layer to Victoria Newman's character. Again, we don't know what her aim is. We know we know people she has beef with. You know, we know other soups that she has beef with. Uh, but that's not really the same as knowing what her, her her objective is or what her ultimate agenda is. So, man, you have one of the most powerful soups, who's also one of the most powerful figures in America who also has this deadly virus that can kill a bunch of soups. Like this is going to be like episode eight is going to be fucked up. Um, <laughs> that That's really the only thing. Like I love how also Victoria Newman is, even in this late point in the season is like injecting herself as, as a main, 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 main character in this universe mm-hmm. um, because I think she steals pretty much every scene that she's in, you know, from the boys to, to Gen V. So it just guarantees that we're going to see something in episode eight that affects the entire universe. And Victoria Newman is going to be a huge part of that. And that makes me happy because she's one of my favorite characters. Yeah, no, she, she's, she's great. Uh, Brittany, do you, uh, what do you think about now that um, Newman has the virus? Do you think do you think she has uh that virus has Homelander's name written on written all over it or what what do you think? What are her plans with the virus? I mean to to echo what Tristan is saying, it's it's hard to get a real read on Victoria because you don't know what her end game is. Mm-hmm. Homelander is very likely to be a recipient of of this virus. However, to to not know how she intends to use this, if she intends to use this. Is it going to be for soups or is she going to find someone who could possibly reverse engineer it and maybe put an attack out on 
humans, right? She's covered. Her daughter's covered because she injected her her daughter with compound V in this last season of The Boys, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, they're good if, let's say, there is a successful reverse engineering virus. I I don't know what her plans may be other than to maybe change her her political tactic instead of being very pro soup let's let's have a conversation get you a seat at the table she's just going to unleash it on on them and say well if if you're not with me then you're my enemy quote you know <laughs> anakin skywalker over here mm-hmm. I, I i don't know it's hard it's hard to decide what will happen next now that she has the the test samples mm-hmm. right it's 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 not contagious right at this point or it's not airborne in other words right, right. It's, but if you it, have it, is, it can be contact yeah you can yeah you can so i don't know if she's going to perhaps start small see if she's able to kill at least one soup without having to you know gloss over her eyes and you know pop heads or i don't know i don't know how she intends to to use this and i, I mean we kind of I kind of at least mentioned it last episode about kind of like X-Men last stand where there was this cure, you know, to make you mm-hmm. normal. If you have these really questionable powers or maybe she'll kind of try to market that uh, with Vought. I don't know. I don't know what her, her goal is now that she's in possession of, of it. It's concerning. <laughs> it's very concerning. It's very I, concerning. I don't know what her beef would be with like humans though. I, I, especially if you want to be vice president, like, but I mean, humans injected her with V. That you know, and she, I mean, she she turned on Edgar, right? So, so true. And also, is Rob is 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 Robert Singer still alive? I don't. I, I, why do I feel like he died and I just can't remember it? No, he he's still still alive. He's just not as uh as camera friendly as uh victoria newman but now i mean honestly she holds all the cards like she is the most powerful person in this world because her political power her superpowers now she has the way to take out the other superpower people like it's her show honestly uh, going forward we just live in it yeah (laughs) and i want to point out a couple of different nuggets that i just want to touch on a little bit but one of the things was during the town hall meeting you know, you have the student protesters and they're, they're, they've got the soup li- soups lives matter movement going. And Newman does make a comment that, you know, that Homelander will stand trial for the uh, Starlight supporter that he killed in uh, episode eight of season three of The Boys. So we can already pencil that into being a uh, key storyline for at least an episode of season four of The Boys. So that's interesting that we get some kind of direction going forward uh, for Homelander, which is basically the main character. Um, we also got, I know a few weeks ago, we were talking about that Justine character, the girl that, oh yeah, you know, Emma, she's the one that kind of exposed Emma on YouTube and, you know, about her eating disorder and her powers. We were kind of wondering like, what, what kind of power does she have? We know she's like an actress and she's obviously at God use. So she has some kind of power. She's we saw in this bitch. episode, what's that? She's a bitch. That, yeah. <laughs> but I don't think, yeah, you know. I don't think that was due to compound V. That might have just been genetics or something. It, it could have made her super bitch. I don't know. Yeah, like. who knows? But we do find out that um, so oh. during the rally or during the, the town hall meeting, 
Marie and Jordan are trying to get inside, and in order to get inside, they have to get by the guards. So Jordan causes a distraction. She goes and punches uh, Justine, and we see her face like reform because Jordan like knocks her chin almost off her face, it's and then a jaw it kind off of her face. Yeah, and then it only then it reforms. So I don't know what that power is, but uh, she can take a punch. I'll just put it that way. That might be her power. Glass jaw. Um, yeah, glass show. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of interesting that we got to see a little something more from her. Um, Still don't know what her power is. Don't know what it, it, but obviously she. Yeah. I mean, it takes more than a, she could take a punch, and obviously then continue to to you know she can fix her face. I guess. Oh, uh, listen, I got I got TMJ, and seeing <laughs> that, I was like, oh, my jaw, like, ow. <laughs> Yeah, they lingered a little too long on on her after she put her jaw back together. I'm like, okay, cut away, cut away. I don't, I don't want to look at this anymore. Like, cut away. <laughs> but yeah, it, a whole a whole fight broke out because Jordan yeah. took the first swing, and that girl with the tail is like, you know, say goodbye to number five, Jordan Lee, and you know, <laughs> Jordan knocks the phone out of that girl's hand too, and it's just it's chaos, chaos. Right. Speaking of Jordan, there's a moment in this episode in the beginning that I, I like. I was like, I wasn't sure about. It's referenced that so Marie and Jordan decide to break into Shetty's office to get to kind of get some evidence about the woods, and they're able to get in because Jordan is Shetty's TA. But I thought I thought Jordan was Brink's TA. Did I miss something, Tristan? Or well, remember um, Shetty to Brink's place uh, as the teacher, the professor the of that. Okay, yeah. that's how. Okay, okay. Because so, because Rufus also is a, a, works in the dean's office. Right. Okay. Okay. But yeah, because she she uh, took over Brink's uh, classes. That that's why. Okay, that's that why explains that. I just, the TA. I I wasn't sure. I was like, I knew I knew it was Brink's TA, but they never. Yeah. Okay. Okay. While on the topic of Jordan, what I I did like I like the call out that Marie gave to them about how. You know, you need to stop turning into a dude just to make a point. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, okay, yes, tell tell it like it is. Like, you know, be yourself. Like, and if that means you you prefer being one gender over the other, like, do it. Like, be you, right? Uh, but if you're using your your masculinity to to <laughs> try to drive a point home, yeah, that's not gonna go over well. But I, I appreciated that call out from from Marie to, to Jordan. And then they share a little kiss or whatever. Like y'all are adorable. So happy for them. <laughs> yeah. Jordan kind of took a backseat a little bit in this episode. And yeah. so did, so did Emma. We didn't see a ton of Emma in this episode. No. Um, but I think that, I think the, I think the finale is going to be just insane. Let's get to our, let's get to a little bit of some previewing of that. So the season finale is called Guardians of Godolkin. So I think we can piece together what that means. Um, in the little mini trailer, we see that Kate, you know, Kate wants to be a hero now that she's uh, taken Shetty off the board. And Sam seems like he's eager to join her. Emma warns, Emma warns Sam to like not join Kate. And then we see Kate giving this like speech to the kids in the woods saying, you know, you know you're superior to them, meaning the humans time we showed it so she's like she's like building this army and then uh it looks like marie and jordan and emma are gonna have to team up to uh to stop these revolting soups 
Um, looks like Polarity might die, which still not clear what caused Polarity's uh, seizures to begin with. So, uh, yeah, a lot going on. Tristan, what are your thoughts on next week's episode? I, I really wish the show had taken a little bit more time to talk more about Polarity. Mm-hmm. Like, this is a, you know, OG uh, soup at the school. Yeah. Um, just OG soup in general. Super famous, but like, everything that we learn about him is through like these mini conversations, these hushed conversations for the most part with Andre. Like, there's no larger Andre dialogue. and his Andre and his three accents. This, uh, oh, this oh episode. my god, Andre is fighting, he is fighting every <laughs> these accents. <laughs> it's like this kind of like really strong, kind of New York, like, yeah, you know, but like, you can also tell that he's not. I don't know if he's, I don't even know if he's not American, but like, he, he the, the way he uses those accents reminds yeah. me of actors or actresses who are not American. Yeah, and like yeah. trying to force in the, like the, the American accent, but it's hey, he's from LA, so I mean, he he at least was cool. born in LA. Um, well, he's so basically he his accents are like an LA kid who's trying to act like they're from New York, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> but yeah, with basically. a little bit of like European, like it's it's there's a lot of accents, there's a lot. Of <laughs> he's trying everything. He's just like he's like giving them multiple takes, and they're just like trying to piece it together. They're like, sure, <laughs> like. It's like the five little finger accents. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. So it many just, little finger accents. There's a season one little finger. There's a yeah. season four eight little three. Finger. Yeah. Three different people. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, I guess another way that this show like really throws us off the scent is that in one, literally in one moment, this this group of soups, you know, Andre, Marie, Kate, Jordan. Emma, uh, sometimes Sam, like it's they're all aligned together, and then like one little thing happens and it, it becomes fractured, right? So I wonder if the fracturing that we see now would it was it's looking like Kate, Sam versus you know everybody else. I wonder if that's what this season has always been building towards, right? Like this is what they wanted us to know. Like this is the actual conflict. Um, and it's not superhuman. It's not super, yeah, soups versus humans. It's you know ideals, right? It's the uh, the concept and these ideals of soup supremacy over humans versus the other side, which is just trying to live its own life, really within like this human society, human slash soup society. Um, because it's not like there's. With Shetty off the board, it's not like there's this huge corporate conflict, right? Like, obviously, we know Vaught in the background, you know, whatever corruption is, is going on behind the scenes as Good Oaken, but it's not as out in the open as what we, what we saw at the end of, of episode seven. Um, so looking at the preview, I wonder if that, that was always the point. Um, is that, like, it's not like this really easy and really simple um, battle between this group versus that group, but it's just like a set of ideals. Um, and these same set of ideals are, are playing out in the boys. Um, and it's, it's playing out with different characters in different ways. Andre and Maria both having to, de- to decide if their ideals are just as important as their ambitions, right? Mm-hmm. This yeah. is the thing that Victoria Newman calls out, like, hey, you want to be the first black woman at seven, but you also want to take a stand against corruption 
and those two things don't always work together, right? With Andre, you want to live on, you live out the legacy of your father. You want to continue to bring it up. You also want to be in the seven, but you're also struggling with like the morality of the corruption that's happening in this place. You're struggling with this um, this concept of your father as like hero guy. Uh, all these things that are, you know are conflicting against each other. They, um, so like I, I'm I'm just interested in seeing like what is the main conflict of this show because we've seen so many different conflicts and I wonder if all of them were leading towards basically Marie, Jordan, Andre versus um, the MAGA soups, you know, basically. So that's what oh I'm looking for. Oh my god, <laughs> MAGA soups. Yeah, I mean to to piggyback off that, I think with the setting of college and for these young adults to find out who they are, aside from like their capabilities and such, to find out who they are, what they believe in, what they're going to stand by and what they're going to do is completely relevant to, to living on your own and thinking for yourself and, and trying just to figure out that path in life. Because I know as soon as I got to college and I started, you know, talking to other people and seeing things a little bit differently, I didn't share the same ideologies as as my parents. Right. And and there's nothing wrong with that. I don't I don't I don't I mean, if you share the same thing or you don't like it doesn't really matter to me as long as you're a good person, and you don't do shitty things. But with with these young adults having that extra layer of being a superhero and you have one side who thinks that they shouldn't be controlled homelanders right you have the other side who are just trying to do good in the world and whatnot i i mean it's it's tough it's it's tough trying to navigate through all of that being a young adult um adulting is just hard in general <laughs> so you know there's that but i i completely agree with tristan about this whole it's going to be a soup against soup. It's going to be Id ideology against ideology. And I think when it comes to the boys, it's obviously like soups against humans. But I think with Gen V, it could continue being just amongst themselves. Right. You know, um, and it's very it's very close to what's happening with the real world, you know, just outside our front door. Right. With with. Uh, the same ideas of ideologies and and how how life should be governed if you will so it's that's why i love this show so much it's it's so it's so much sat satirical but like it hits home in many ways right it's it's crazy it's just it's just so well done yeah no it's a <clears throat> it's a great show i really think that i mean as great as the first three seasons of boys has, has been I think this show, the when it when they introduce the show, it came at the perfect time because it injects something new, not only just younger characters, but it adds an extra wrinkle that they're gonna explore in the boys. Like I my question for the finale or really is just like, is the virus gonna come into play in the finale, or is that something we're gonna see down the line in the boys? And I think it's gonna be the latter. I think we're gonna see it play out in the boys because I do think it's meant to be a way to stabilize or take take out homelander and then that's 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 how um how um newman plans on using that but uh i just i really enjoy the show and uh looking forward to the finale uh 
Tristan, do you have any other final thoughts or anything we didn't touch on that you want to mention? Um, Christian Javier was possessed by aliens. That was a week ago. Yeah, <laughs> like in the whole. I don't think about that. Um, a whole other meaning of El Retil, you know. <laughs> he needs okay. compound feet. Um, okay. So, like again, my things that I'm I'm looking for. I, I want to know more about polarity. I'm sorry, man, but like you can't bring fucking dude from Save the Last Dance in, like, <laughs> like, and and just have him like that much of a big player. Like, polarity is simply too important. Guys, he has a statue, like, and this the statue. I, it's crotchless. It's crotchless at this point. Crotchless, very crotchless. Um, I, I I need to know more. Like I, I'm, that's something that sticks with me pretty much every episode. I see him. Why did he have a seizure? Um, what is it about his you know genetic makeup with the compound V that made it um, easy for that to happen for somebody? We are we're assumed to be able to control him from afar. So I really want to know more about him. Like I'm. I don't know why I'm so fixated on. Um, well, I I think it's because like you're right. He like there's a lot of questions surrounding that character, and I and I wouldn't be surprised because I think it looks like obviously he's gonna be in the hospital in this episode. I wouldn't be surprised if we get some flashback stuff with him that kind of fleshes out his storyline. I feel like we need that to kind of understand because I mean he very well could die in that episode. Also, I wouldn't be surprised the way the way the show just kind of goes through characters, but I do, I do agree with you. I think we need more background on him to really understand the purpose of his character. Not only that. And I, I agree with Tristan wholeheartedly because I, I was so excited when I, when I saw him, I'm like, Oh my God, you know, he's aged so well. Like I love this man. Uh, but the very fact that as a trustee to Godolkin and he's trying to get his son to, rank high and to maybe be recruited into the seven obviously he he has aspirations for a son he's very well in the know when it comes to the woods and how much of it is he aware of how much did he have a hand in it could it have been used against him because i'm, I'm not gonna lie when when we're watching that scene play out and he starts stumbling on his words in that interview and then start seizing. I'm like, oh my God, did they release the virus during this live interview? And, and he's having a reaction. Now, granted, he didn't have the same boils yeah. and, and coughing up blood like in that in that opening scene. But I'm like, oh, are we having a reaction to the virus? Or was a, a similar soup like Victoria Newman somewhere away from him and like triggering him to have a seizure you know what i'm saying like there's so many unknowns and you would think with a man of of his abilities like tristan said he he would be able to control it but then again we saw with a train take too much compound v you know you're gonna start fucking up your your heart and your whole health so unless uh unless polarity was trying to maybe actually be a hero like he actually listened to what his son had to say about you know what's the point about being a hero hero if you're too chicken shit about doing anything about the wrong that's that's being done maybe he started jacking up on compound v to try to get stronger and to take down the people of the what i don't know i'm just i'm you know but i feel like they would have shown that right they yeah. would have shown him right doing something. I, 
We don't. I don't know. know. No, none of us do. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. I don't know. I'm, I'm just I'm just trying to give him like a better like a story arc. Veteran you know, and... veteran television reviewers and podcasters. <laughs> we don't know a fucking thing. Like we we have to accept that we're going into yeah. Thursday night, um, Friday morning, not knowing a fucking thing. And I think that's the the beauty of it. Like I'm not going to know until the weekend. So y'all <laughs> zip it. Shush. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, no, oh. they, they've given us no breadcrumbs at all about polarity. I mean, no. literally what we've seen is what we've gotten. I mean, like, that's all that's all we know about the character. We don't know. We don't know really much about him at all. So and then also, you know, if you look at it, like how his character has been portrayed, I, I don't see why Vaught would be coming after him, because all he's done from what we've seen is what they want him to do. Like he is like one of their puppets he's telling his kid like hey shut up don't talk about this this could hurt you i mean he's going on tv and saying you know like his 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 son's friend who killed himself like hey he's like you know spouting the company line of like he couldn't handle it like this is now an opportunity for you to you know right rise the ranks so like you know right or, you know go up in the ranks so yeah i don't i don't think that it, you know if, if there's a reason for vaught to want to take him out we haven't seen it so no. I feel like we're going to see some background on him. I think we have to. And if we don't, then he'll have to be in the next season. Cause I, I just don't think you're going to introduce that character and then just kind of like slowly, like just do nothing with it. Like that's just not the style of this show. We've that's the thing about the show. If they show people like that, Justine character, for example, which she's a much smaller character, but we get, we get like drips and drabs of her Rufus the same way. Rufus appeared in this episode. He's, He's a Homelander fan. He's even got like the almost like a MAGA style hat on. Oh, if you look God. at his hat, it's some like red, like it looks like it's got the stars and stripes, but it's all red and a soup, li soups, lives matter thing, whatever it is like, but these characters, they all play a key part and we get like, if they show you, you're going to, you're going to be around for a little while. So I feel like polarity is going to have some kind of big thing in the finale. Go ahead, Brittany. Because you mentioned Rufus. Mm -hmm. I just have to say, I was scared for Sam's life. <laughs> during the the snow sledding whatever thing in the hallway yeah. and rufus like put his hand on him and started saying like hey the party's moving like come with us oh no i'm supposed to wait for emma oh dude like emma's gonna be there really yeah sure whatever i was just like he is manipulating you like he has to be in close proximity or touch you in order to be able to read you or or do something right i was so scared for sam and i'm thinking did Sam get brainwashed by Rufus or just because he's finally amongst other soups his age and kind of just getting a, an idea of what it's like to be accepted for, yeah. for being a soup. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I think he's just getting social interaction period. I think he's been so he's like, like, devoid he's of like that. Emma, I yeah. drank beer. Right. <laughs> he drank the juice y'all. He, yeah. he was in, he was in. And he's also a very powerful soup from what we've seen already. So now if he is kind of radicalized as, as it looks like he's going to be led by yeah. Kate, like, I mean, it's going right. to be an explosive finale. Like I, uh, I wonder which characters we'll see for next season. Honestly, who, who's going to survive, survive in advance on the boy, on the, on the Gen, <laughs> v, Gen V season finale. Yeah. Well, I, I, I doubt we're going to get any more golden boy 
any you know, yeah, flashback so. kind of thing. I, I think he was just a one-off for this season. And he played his part well. Don't get me wrong. He played his part yeah. well. Um, but I, I, I think everyone's probably going to have to make it for the, the next season. I mean, you, you don't probably cast so. these, these actors to play their roles so well for them to not come back for season two. I, they have to, they have to come back. They're probably going to just be beat up obviously. And probably rethinking life as they know it, but yeah, they're, they're all going to come back. They have to, but, um, Justine can die. I don't care. I don't give a shit about her. <laughs> yeah, yeah, fuck that bitch. <laughs> I, that wouldn't surprise me if that happened, but um, yeah. I don't know. They, they, like I said, they show these people for a reason because they're going to play a part yeah. at some point. So it's a very well yeah. put together show overall. So really looking forward to finale. So, but we'll talk about that next week. But now, now that you know what we know about this episode of Gen V. How can people tell us uh, what they think about it, Brittany? Hey, well, you know, as we're about to close out, we got a comment here in, okay. in the chat from Stephanie B. Shetty is not dead, but will die in the next episode. Okay, mm -hmm. that's a, that's an interesting take. That's optimi optimistic. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it appears she did take her last breath. She bled out because yeah. Marie was unable to use her powers to to stop the blood from from you know bleeding out uh because of kate thanks kate you bitch um but i mean if there was a way that you know everyone leaves shetty's house and marie is then able to go and help put the blood back in i mean that could that, that's the hey, only thing i could see happening honestly right uh whether or not that actually will happen or not who knows but yeah i that would that would be an interesting twist um however if that's not how it's going to play out r.i.p shetty she played her part well uh, yeah, so just as Stephanie B here in the chat, let us know her thoughts here. This is how we encourage everyone to uh, let us know your what you're thinking, what you enjoy, what you didn't, your theories. We absolutely love engagement from you, the audience. Also, if you're watching the replay, don't hesitate to leave a comment down below uh, letting us know what you what you think. Also, don't forget to subscribe to our YouTube channel. Hit that like button as well as the notification bell. That way, you know, the next time we will go live for our podcast this week, we're going to be bringing you podcasts back to back. <laughs> That's right. Tuesday so, and Wednesday. Back to back, back, to, back, to, back, back. to back. My bad. <laughs> to back to back. So we're concluding this one. We'll be back on Tuesday and Wednesday for pods. Be sure to check those out. And also you can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as threads at watchers basement. I was about to say at Twitter. Wow. Duh. No. <laughs> Jesus. We've acquired Twitter. That's our <laughs> That's... breaking news. Yeah. Go ahead. Suck never, on that. Never Elon. Never, never, never seen it. Sorry. <laughs> going, back to, going back to Twitter. We're going Drop back to Twitter. Yeah. yeah. Also, you can use the hashtag watchers basement to help grow our audience. And if you want us to review something, share article memes use that hashtag that way you can uh, uh notify us a lot faster and also if you're not into the video podcast we've got you covered with audio podcasts usually available the next day after the video podcast available to you on apple and google no we're I'm just kidding I, I can read guys i can i can see <laughs> symbols i i can do logos oh my god apple podcast and spotify my bad y'all give us a five-star rating don't forget to follow us on those platforms as well and back to you, Justin. Yeah, well, we were on oh. Google Podcasts, but that doesn't exist anymore. So uh, that's not on Damn us. Damn you, that's Google. That's on Google. Yeah. 
<laughs> but I uh, know. Thanks for let's just blame Twitter it. for for yeah. Know. It's uh, the name changes Twitter for good really measure. Messed up the whole universe. So. My God, <laughs> trying to figure it out. No, uh, right. thanks, Brittany. I appreciate it. So <laughs> for Brittany and for Tristan, I'm Justin. Saying thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. We will see you next time. Have a good rest of your day. Bye bye.